Welcome to EnviroPod, a chance to catch up with all the good things your Department of Public Works and Environmental Services does to maintain and improve the environment in Fairfax County. I'm your host, Bob DeMarco, and on this edition of the podcast, I'm speaking with Joanne Allen, Pest Management Branch Chief, Urban Forestry Management Division. Joanne, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, so we're here to talk about an invasive species today, and uh, it's got a beautiful name, but I'm assuming it's not such a beautiful creature. It's called the spotted lanternfly. What is this spotted lanternfly? So um, you're, you're right. It is a, a charismatic-looking insect. It's made the press, and you, like you'll see headlines on it online quite a bit. And so this is an invasive leafhopper that's originally from Eastern Asia. Um, it's invaded other parts of Asia and Europe, and it, it found its way in the U.S. in tw- 2014 in Pennsylvania. So that was the first sighting of the. So yes. How serious is this as a harmful species in our environment here? Well, um, there's a there's a lot of uh, people that are very concerned about this pest. So um, this the spotted lanternfly is it's a leafhopper. It's a plant feeder. It likes to the feed on the stems of various different types of plants, and it's very unique because it has a very wide host range. So mm. it's thought to have dozens of different types of plants that it likes to feed on. So it's it's a huge concern agriculturally because. Um, especially in Virginia, it loves um, grapevines, hmm. which is which has a really big impact on our vineyards. And so the the feeding activity um, really is harmful to a lot of different crops that are you know that people depend on for their livelihoods. So that's one of the concerns. Um, it's also a pest um, in in communities. It feeds on uh, various uh, horticultural plants that people are concerned with, and also can stress and, and kill trees as well. So it, it has a lot of different people have a lot of different concerns about this pest. Okay. Uh, this sounds unusual to me. I, I have a, a glancing knowledge of invasive species. And one thing I have heard is that a bad, uh, a bad element to say an invasive plant is that the animals around don't know that they can eat it or don't have a taste for it. That's right. So how is it that this creature comes here from overseas and has a taste for all of our, uh, has a taste for a wide variety of our plants? That's that's an interesting question. So um, in the area that it's native to um, in East Asia, a lot of there's a lot of uh, similarities between the plants that grow there and the plants that grow here. So a lot of the same genera. So like say maple trees or apple Mm. trees or you know those type of plants also exist there and so this this pest unfortunately for us is like a generalist it can feed on lots of different things um one interesting fact about spotted lanternfly so one of its most favorite preferred trees or plants to feed on is tree of heaven which is also native to asia and unfortunately it's also found here in the united states you know, I think in most states in in this country. So it's almost kind of like it's been reunited with its oh, favorite food here. That's, so. a, that's a little bit creepy. That tree of heaven is a little bit creepy. I mean, they're beautiful, but they pop up anywhere. I've seen them come out between uh, slabs of concrete on the sidewalk, you know, uh, un, untended sidewalks and stuff in urban environments. Yes. So um, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what Tree of Heaven looks like, uh, just head west on 66 or go south on 81 
and you'll see it in the median between the, the two sides of the highway. It's it's everywhere. Um, it, it's a it's a terrible plant because um, the female trees can produce up to a quarter of a million seeds for mm. just one individual tree. So they're prolific. They're you know they can survive in very difficult and you know not ideal conditions, and they can proliferate really well. In their native habitat, you said East Asia. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, Asia is a big place. Is, is, is this um, a harmful species there? Is it considered harmful or because it comes from there and it's native, it's fine? Yeah, no. Um, so where it's native to, it's it's not really a big concern. It's it's a it's a minor pest. But unfortunately, like you mentioned earlier, here there we really don't have that type of predator control. There aren't you know dis- there aren't really uh, well you know there aren't uh, diseases or, or or predators for spotted lanternfly here. So that's something that I know the USDA APHIS and, and other researchers are looking into is seeing what is a predator, what controls the population, where it's native, and then seeing if that could be part of the solution here in the, in the United States. Hmm. That sounds sketchy <laughs> because it's just bringing another invasive species over. But Well, so there are bad examples <laughs> of that you know like the the mongoose in hawaii or the cane toad in australia where they brought it in intending to take care of a pest and it became a pest um but uh in in recent history that's it's actually been something that's been very successful in a lot of different invasive species so like for example the gypsy moth um was a terrible pest um it's a caterpillar that loves to feed on oak trees and other hardwood trees, and they they introduced a fungal pathogen that's originally from Europe here, and it's honestly the reason why we don't have a gypsy moth problem here in Virginia anymore because that pathogen has basically controlled the population. And so you wow. rarely ever see gypsy moth anymore, at least in Virginia. So wow. there there are good examples, and we're working with... Uh, with um, what's it called, parasitic wasps for um, emerald ash borer, which has killed millions of trees across the country. And so uh, USDA and other researchers are establishing these parasitic wasps that they have you know, done the research and found they are only interested in, in emerald ash borer. And it, it's helping to control some of those populations in areas and trying to reestablish ash trees. So yes, you should be concerned, <laughs> but... Um, I think in the case of spotted lanternfly, that if they were to introduce those things, it would be done in a very responsible manner. Right. I guess like in every knowledge base, in, in every discipline, things evolve and, and you know, the, the knowledge gets yes. greater. To that, you know what yes. I mean? So yeah, yeah, no, no. The, there's, there are steps that are done to before it's unleashed in the environment. They do control uh, studies in the laboratory. They do controlled studies out in the field. And then once they have established it, it's not going to be an issue for any other native species that, you know, okay, we're going to release it out and see how well it can control a specific pest. So that it's, it's something that I'm very hopeful for and for spotted lanternfly because um, from what I've heard, it's really had a, a severe impact on agricultural areas where, you know, uh, farmers have had to put out more pesticide, where farmers are finding that their their crops are being destroyed by this pest. So the the faster that we can try to manage it, the less of an impact it'll have on, on people and the environment. Well, how did it get here? 
So um, a lot of these pests are brought in um, through just human activity. Mm -hmm. um, in the case of spotted lanternfly, it was thought to have been brought, on, brought over in a shipment of stone from China. Wow. So um, because there's, you know, a lot of international trade between different countries, you know, we have stone here, but there's also stone in, in other places. And so a lot of those materials get moved around. And, um, you know, there, there are federal agencies that try to monitor those things when, 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 uh, when goods are being brought into the country. But, you know, unfortunately, some things get, you know, slide in, you know, the searching of, you know, different materials. So, so yeah. Um, and unfortunately, since it's been brought over since 2014, it's it's mostly been spread by human activity. So the spotted lanternfly are really good at, um, you know, crawling into vehicles, getting into, you know, trailers, and also laying their eggs just on anything. So they don't yeah. just lay eggs like on trees or plant material that they feed on. They also lay eggs on concrete, on bricks, on stone on metal barrels, on anything. They they particularly like things that have like the same texture as like cantaloupe skin. Oh. Yeah, very it's very strange. So um they'll lay their eggs on, you know, man made things that then get transported around. So it's wow. it's been, you know, spread from Pennsylvania to several other states since then. Is it presumed that it came over in just one shipment that went to Pennsylvania and then they've reproduced and or is it years of shipments of stone coming? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I know they've done, like, in the, with other pests, they've done, like, DNA analysis to see, like, where specifically that pe that pest introduction came from. So mm -hmm. I know in, like, in the case of, like, Asian longhorn beetle, which is a, a pest that really likes to feed on maple trees, um, that's a pest that's, you know, been found in isolated pockets in different parts of the country and so they've done dna analysis and so in some of those new discoveries they they have found that it is it was introduced by it's it's uh where it's native to in the case of asian longhorn beetle from china okay well how would you uh describe what these creatures look like the spotted lanternfly. So um, there's different things that you want to look for. So the eggs, which are being laid right now as we speak, mm -hmm. um, kind of look like little little patches of mud, gray mud, um, that are about maybe uh, an inch and a half long, an inch wide. So kind of like an oblong shape. Um, in the spring, the nymphs uh, hatch from the eggs. And so those kind of look like Oh, that's hard to describe what it looks like to someone who doesn't. It maybe may not be familiar with uh, with insects. Um, kind of, almost looks like a, a a stink bug almost, but it's it, uh, it and it comes in different colors, and so it comes out black and with white spots. And then as the nymphs mature, they they get a red coloration, and then around July August, the adult spotted lantern flies come out, and those look really beautiful. It kind of looks like a butterfly, but it's not a butterfly. It's a leaf hopper. And it has, you know, colors of like red and yellowish orange and, and black on it. it. It's really pretty looking. So those are the different things you want to you want to look for. Are they in Fairfax yet? Have we seen these flying around and just thought they were beautiful butterflies? 
<laughs> so we thankfully the the public has been on the lookout and we've gotten several pictures of people concerned like hey is this spotted lanternfly and so far we have not gotten any confirmed accounts that we have had spotted lanternfly in in the Fairfax County. It has been confirmed in areas close by though, so like Prince William County, they have confirmed population of spotted lanternfly and several other counties in Virginia also mm. have confirmed. So like um, the area of Winchester and what other western counties um, and in the area around Richmond. So it's a matter of time before Fairfax County is does have spotted lanternflies, so it's good that people are aware of the pest and, and know what they're looking at. What what types of uh, ways are you getting the word out to regular residents, uh, everyday residents, to keep their eyes out for these things? So um, we have uh, information posted on the county website. Um, we regularly post information on our Facebook page. Um, so. Basically, if there's new information or updated information, we try to post that. Um, that's actually been pretty popular. That's one of the more popular things that we post. Um, and then things like this, uh, doing podcasts, um, webinars, talking to professionals that regularly work outside um, so that they can look out for, for this pest. So those are some of the avenues. And then um, honestly, I think this is one of the more popular <laughs> <laughs> pests. So it's it's something that people most people are are aware of. Um, so they're on the move. They're making their way to Fairfax County. They're moving, and people are moving them. Yes. Okay. All right. And they are in Virginia, and people people are unwittingly moving them. They don't even know that that these things have laid eggs on their on their this and that. Um, what are what is a DPWA? What is the Urban Forestry Management Division doing? Uh, what kind of plans do you have in the offing to take care of this once it arrives? Well, there's there's a couple different strategies that we have uh, concerning this pest. So first and foremost is education. So educating the public, educating county employees, and also uh, working with our uh, cooperating agencies with the state and federal government. So. Um, working with all those folks to try to get the word out and getting the latest, latest information about the pest. Um, one thing that um, I feel that is under-advertised and people, most people aren't aware of is that there's a quarantine for this pest. So, and um, many, and there are state quarantines um, in Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, New York, um, many, many states along the, the eastern coast that have that have quarantines for this pest. And so um, if you're traveling across these, these states, you need, you need to be aware that you're crossing these quarantines and you need to check your vehicles to make sure that you're not transporting this pest. Um, so, you know, come, come Thanksgiving time, come, you know, any, any you know, these weekend uh, travels that you're doing, you know, you need to make sure that if you're Going through an area that does have spotted lanternfly, you need to check your vehicles and check the things that you're transporting and make sure that you're not moving this pest. So that's that's one thing that we uh, are trying to keep the word out for. Um, another thing my, that my office is doing is um, looking for Tree of Heaven in the county. So we've, for the past almost two years now, we've been mapping Tree of Heaven all across the county. So, you know, over 10,000 trees that we've mapped and on county properties, we're trying to get rid of it. So we're um, utilizing county, 
county contractors to do herbicidal treatments for Tria Heaven so that once it is here, it's one last uh, host tree that, you know, that they have been found to really prefer and, and may need to complete their life cycle. So our hope is by managing those trees and also encouraging others who have Tria Heaven on their pro- on their property to manage those trees, but it may uh, reduce the impact of this pest in the area. Uh, you indicated that when you're crossing from state to state where there are quarantines, you should check your car for these things. Uh, what? How? How should? Uh, how should one go about doing that? Well, um, the, uh, the, these guys like to like hide on on in your vehicles. So um, let let me just give you an example. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, years ago, I went to visit my in laws, and we traveled from Virginia to Chicago. And in that time, um, uh, stink bug had just come into the scene. It was just brand new, and we had unwittingly traveled with stink bugs in our car and took them from Virginia and d- oh. brought them to Chicago. Um, thankfully, they already had them in Chicago, so we weren't introducing something new. But you know, me, I know what I'm doing, and I still, by accident, uh, traveled with with insects in my car. So, uh, look in the inside of your your vehicle if you have like a trailer. Check your trailer. Um, or if you have like an RV, anything like that. Also, uh, don't travel with firewood because firewood can also spread pests like spotted lanternfly and other things. So just be just be aware, you know, especially if you stop somewhere that might have spotted lanternfly. Um, I've heard that um, one recommendation people have made is if you're in an area and you know you're, that has spotted lanternfly, not to park under trees because they can mm-hmm. fall from trees. And, and land on your vehicle or anything that you're hauling. So, so people move them. How do they? You you said before that they are leaf hoppers. What does that mean? Um, they like to jump. Okay. So um, I got the to see uh, spotted lanternfly nibs in Winchester, and so um, they, they we were trying to capture them so we could like collect the sample so that we knew what they looked like when we got back to the office. And it, it was really hard. They would just kind of like, almost kind of like fleas. They would just jump really, really high. And so the adult spotted lanternfly, they have wings, but it's more for gliding, not so much for flying. So they'll kind of hop and fly a little bit, but that's why they're called leaf poppers because they like to jump. Got you. And so what do they do to crops and, uh, and other vegetation that they destroy? Do they just devour it? So um, they have this um, straw-like mouth part called a proboscis, and so they'll insert the proboscis into like the stems of plants. And that feeding activity can really stress a tree and damage damage crops and, and weaken its health. Um, they also have um, so for those who aren't aware, um, the excrement of, of insects have a couple different colorful names. So sometimes it's called scat. Sometimes it's called, um, what's the case in caterpillars? Um, oh, I can't remember how it's called in caterpillars. But in the case of spotted lanternfly, it's called honeydew. So oh, it's kind that's of... nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Before really... Before this conversation, I loved honeydew, but the... <laughs> now I got to reconsider. So that's like the, that's the waste material. <laughs> for spotted lanternfly, and so it's kind of like this uh, sugary uh, waste that the that spotted lanternflies excrete, and unfortunately, they'll, so they'll excrete this honeydew along the base of a lot of trees, 
and that will produce sooty mold, which is like this black mold material that will cover the plant and the leaves and will also damage the, the, the plant or tree and, and potentially kill it. Hmm. What are the other government agencies that Fairfax County is partnering with? I'm, I'm assuming that uh, all the nearby governments and um, municipalities are concerned about this to one degree or another. What yes. kind of partnerships has Fairfax County forged to try and battle this this uh, spotted lanternfly? So the Virginia Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, they have a spotted lanternfly coordinator. And so he's um, the person that's currently um, executing a lot of the, the treatment programs for spotted lanternfly within the state. And so uh, my office has helped with um, trying to find the extent of some of these um, infestations that that have been found around the around the state, and also um, keeping an eye out here in Fairfax County. Um, the state is also co- uh, coordinating with uh, the USDA, who's very concerned about the about this pest, and so they're coordinating together and doing these treatment programs. The federal government is providing funding for for the treatment program here in Virginia, and also providing the most up to date research on how to manage this pest. And so we're we're working with the state and, you know, looking out for the insect and helping them look out for it in other areas. And how can Fairfax County residents get involved? What can they do to help or, you know, fight fight this battle? Well, follow the quarantines. Don't move it around. That's that's primary. That's number one. Um, If you see anything that you suspect might be spotted lanternfly, please contact my office. So you can email us at pestmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. Or you can call us at uh, 703-324-1770. And, you know, if you see something that you think is suspicious, please let us know. Take a picture, capture it in like a, in a container, in a Ziploc bag, in a Tupperware, anything like that. And uh, uh, and we were particularly interested in trying to have some kind of evidence of what this thing looks like because it's hard for us to tell what you saw unless we can see it for ourselves. Mm. So a good picture if you can, or, you know, capturing the insect if, if you're willing to get close to it. Um, (laughs) Some people aren't, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joanne, thank you so much for coming on Envirapod and, and uh, telling me a little bit about this spotted lantern fly. It sounds fascinating and menacing all at once. Yes. um, And so one other note, um, It's it's a little early, but um, come Christmas time when you're picking up your Christmas trees, if they're coming from out of state, please uh, watch out. There were some spotted lanternflies that were moved into Virginia through Christmas trees that were grown in Pennsylvania. So um, thankfully they were dead. They were dead adults. (laughs) But, you know, just be careful with the plant materials or Christmas trees or anything like that that you get from from areas that are outside of, of Northern Virginia. Actually, that, that raises one last question. Um, any concerns from going to gardening uh, garden stores and that kind of thing and buying plant species there that you have to worry about? Well, thankfully, uh, nurseries and plant stores are inspected by uh, the, the Department of Agriculture, so they have um, people that come by and look for those type of things. But yeah, um, I would always recommend, if possible, trying to buy plant materials that um, are native um, it, and um, try not to buy things that are invasive, like, I don't know, bamboo or English ivy, <laughs> those type of things. Just a, just a quick plug. 
<laughs> but yeah, always, always just check to see if there is anything like any evidence of, of animals or pests on your plants. And if you do have a concern, point it out to the to the retailer that you're that you're purchasing the plant from. All right, sage advice, Joanne Allen, Pest Management Branch Chief, the Urban Forestry Management Division. Joanne, thank you so much for coming on Enviropod. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and thank you for listening to Enviropod. If you want to get more information on the Fairfax County Department of Public Works and Environmental Services and all that it does, go to fairfaxcounty.gov/publicworks or call 703-324-5033 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on Enviropod, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.